The following podcast is a production of Vital for Colorado. Thank you for tuning in to the Vital for Women podcast, where we share the stories of successful businesswomen and discuss how the benefits of abundant, affordable, and accessible energy positively impacts their business. I'm your host, Lynn Granger, and today I welcome Stephanie Pico to the show. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to be here. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about your story, your background, kind of what led you to run for and eventually win the election for mayor of Centennial? I'd be happy to. Um, I've lived in Centennial since the year it was founded in 2001 very active in my community and worked for the Cherry Creek School District, um, taught technology for elementary school kids. Um, And as I was in the area, I just became more and more involved in local politics and local land use decisions. Um, That kind of led to a position on the Planning and Zoning Commission, which I decided in 2011 to run for city council been on city council for six years before running for mayor. I understand that the city of Centennial recently, maybe a few weeks ago, took a position on one of the ballot uh, initiatives. Yes, um, for the first time, the city of Centennial um, had a policy that allowed us to take a position on ballot measures. Um, With that policy, we took a position on two ballot measures. We took a position um, opposing 74 and opposing 112. And what was the reasoning for opposing 112? So we are um, very concerned about its impact on home rule authority with the local municipalities across the state of Colorado. So not even, even though oil and gas is not necessarily in Centennial's backyard, we recognize the importance of defending the opportunity for other municipalities to make those choices themselves and have local control. Can you talk a little bit about as mayor of Centennial, I know you said it's not, you know, right in your neighborhood, but what experience do you have, if any, with the energy industry in Colorado? For the most part, it's about economic development in the area. We know how much it impacts the energy industry, impacts jobs, and has the opportunity for branched-out businesses from the energy industry. And we have a diverse economy in the state of Colorado. It's very important to the state to keep that economy across the board in many different areas of influence so that we can be stable and survive the ups and downs of a global economy. And as mayor of Centennial, if 112 were to pass, what sort of effects do you think that would have on the city of Centennial? Um, My worry would be the precedent it would set, that there could be propositions that come forward in the future that just continue to erode at local control. Uh, We've seen other preemptions by the federal government into local control over the last week with the FCC rulings that have come out, and we see this kind of chipping away. And for the city of Centennial, the city of Centennial formed in 2001 as one of the largest incorporations in the United States because the citizens of Centennial wanted to have self-rule. They wanted to have control over their own destiny. That was the whole point of forming the city. So to watch that get chipped away by a little piece by little piece of legislation is really harmful to the citizens of Centennial. And you're background in education, uh, I know, you know, if 112 passes, that is a deep hit to the state for severance taxes that go to schools, it goes to public services. How do you feel about that? I think that's a point that is not reflected enough out in the public. People think of oil and gas as a bad industry or a big industry that is not important to our local economies. And the severance taxes that they pay support education 
in uh, the upwards of millions of dollars. It's, I believe, $500 million was given into education by severance tax alone. So it's a huge piece for, for education. And if that money were to disappear or sh- slowly you know, seep away, we have enough trouble filling the coffers for education as it is. I don't know where the additional funds would come from, especially in our rural school districts. They're the ones that have a harder time raising property taxes in order to balance out the needs for education. You mentioned that we would have a hard time filling it. Any ideas of how we could make up that tax revenue if 112 were to pass? No. <laughs> Besides adding an additional tax on the citizens themselves across the state. What's something that maybe you've learned in your experience about the energy industry that maybe surprised you? Uh, one thing I didn't realize about Colorado's energy industry was how impactful it was nationally. It, we are so highly ranked as far as production in the, in the United States. Something that I've heard since I was a child is how we're supposed to be energy independent. And wouldn't it be great if the United States were energy independent and we wouldn't have to go to war over energy? You know, that type of argument you've heard for the last 40 years. We're finally at a place where we can actually say, hey, look, we can be energy independent. Not only that, but a net energy exporter. We can help other countries have uh, less expensive energy and make the supplies for the United States right here at home. What would you say to women or what should women know about energy production Colorado, maybe specifically in Centennial with female voters that maybe think don't have a lot of experience with natural gas in the oil industry, maybe it's not right in their backyard, what would you um, want them to know about either the energy energy industry as a whole or Proposition 112? To think of the energy industry as, it, we always say it's all of the above when we're talking about energy, and we work with, as a city, we work with Xcel Energy, we work with IREA, we work with these companies all the time, and they not only do they support multiple uses of energy across the entire spectrum, but they basically help the neighborhoods and the communities in multiple ways. And so it's not an all or nothing type of thing for energy. It is, they're a part of the community. They support a lot of community events. They sponsor things. Centennial has a population of 110,000 people. Many of those people work in the oil and gas industry. Our neighbors do, and then we all benefit from the production that that happens for for our economy and for our education. And as it trickles down into our neighborhoods, we can see the benefits of oil and gas throughout the state of Colorado. Mayor Pico, what would you say to other cities or other mayors considering coming out against 112? Um, I think a lot of them have. Um, I do believe that everyone is concerned about the impacts that it will have on home rule authority for the cities across the state of Colorado. We were at Metro Mayor's uh, meeting this week, and it was a topic of conversation for all of us. So I think there is concern about it. Not all city councils are capable of taking a position on ballot measures. It has to do with how they set up their own charter. But um, with that, we all want to support the oil and gas industry across the state because we know what it means to jobs and the economy in the state of Colorado. What would you tell voters this election season about 112? That they should vote no, because it's, it's quite simply, it's, uh, it's an overreach. Uh, you're talking about um, a setback limit that, when you look at it, is half a mile, mm-hmm. and that is, um, makes it unattainable for anybody to benefit from the energy 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 industry in Colorado. As a woman and an elected official, how important do you think it is for women particularly to get involved in conversations around these issues that are affecting our state? 
Uh, well, I've had several conversations with women about this. We have, we're very fortunate in the uh, South Metro area to have a number of women that are in elected office and that are uh, county commissioners, and it's been a topic of conversation for the entire year as we've watched this ballot measure kind of get formed and come into fruition. So uh, I think there's a strong support from among women in our area for the economic concerns that passing of 112 would cause. Programs like Vital for Women are important right now and really um, give women a voice and an opportunity to get more involved. What do you think about projects like that? I think any opportunity for women to get more involved in politics is is helpful, especially when it comes to realizing the impacts of what propositions and amendments have to not only their their state, but to their actual local community. And so it's really um, vital, <laughs> no pun intended, for, 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 for people to understand these things and really take the time to know what they're voting for. It's scary to have people be able to go out and just get petitions signed with a fragment of the wording on the petition that is not really how things are implemented. And we've learned that over the years from one amendment after the other. We've seen them all have unintended consequences. And those are never the thing that are highlighted on the petition. Well, Mayor Pico, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your time. Absolutely. It's glad to be here. Thank you. This episode and all others of the Vital for Women podcast can be found at vitalforcolorado.com slash women. New episodes are available each Tuesday and can also be found on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Our executive producers, Debbie Brown and Amplify Strategies, our technical producers, John Ekstrom and Deaf Communications. I'm your host, Lynn Granger. Thank you for listening and welcome to the conversation.